brought to you by Mystic Lubricants, developed in real-world conditions for real-world work. Mystic products are specially formulated to meet your demands. Mystic Lubricants, ride with us. For a look at their full range of top-quality products, visit mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K-Lubes.com. Hey, folks, welcome to Episode 57 of the Machine Repeat Podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us today. I know it's been a while since we chatted last. Uh, man, 2023 has just been crazy busy here on the auction front and in the machinery space. And uh, again, wish I uh, would have been able to get a few more podcasts out here of late, but uh, happy to bring this one to you. Uh, really fun episode today. Uh, before we get started, just a, a little update. Uh, the auction market continues to be very strong here through the month of May uh, 2023. Um, used tractor market in particular, mid horsepower on up to the high horse, just been uh, basically on fire. Uh, if you get into the pre-def stuff in good condition, then to say it's on fire does not not do justice to how hot that segment has been. But beyond that, even the, uh, you know, the one, two, three, four-year-old models uh, have been selling very well. Again, I think still because, you know, uh, allotments on availability of new equipment and also, of course, the price increases on new equipment, whether the, you know, tractors, combines, sprayers, whatever, it's been so strong uh, with all the issues manufacturers facing that has made the good quality used, uh, you know, tractors, planters, sprayers, skid steers, whatever, uh, very attractive. And the auction market has been very, very strong. Uh, and again, uh, that has held right through, <clears throat> you know, all of 2023 here. Uh, now this ties in a little bit to our podcast today, but I do go back to a sale end of January of 23 that we filmed for our Machinery Repeat TV show. It was a, a farm retirement auction in Walnut, Illinois. And that was by the good folks at uh, Rediger Auction Service, Rick and Judy Rediger and Jeremy. Uh, fantastic folks there. And that was a fun auction to film. I hadn't uh, filmed one of their sales for our TV show, I think, for nine years. So it was great fun to see them back in action. And uh, the machinery sold exceptionally well that day. It's a beautiful line of equipment. But uh, pretty indicative here. The, the late model stuff sold well. I know they had a... Uh, uh, 2018 KSH 620 Steiger Quad Track, just under $1,600, went for $471,250. Uh, had some sprayers, big sprayers, had a 14 model Haggy STS 12, 1,743 hours, went for $321,250, very strong. And they had a number of trucks on that sale, and they were, it was probably the hottest truck auction I've ever seen. They had a 2001 Peterbilt 379 that's over 152,250 bucks. Again, you get into that uh, pre-emission stuff, whether it's a truck, tractor, uh, skid steer, sprayer, combine, very, very, very strong. So I've been continuing to see that and it doesn't really look like that's going to change here early summer of 2023. <clears throat> you know, we'll just keep monitoring it every day. So I encourage you to Check out our website, machinerypeat.com, for the latest uh, auction pricing and uh, commentary that I provide on uh, prices as they come in. Now, uh, one thing I've found over the years, and this is really fun, is that when we do a story, it tends to lead to more stories. And a good example of that was that uh, auction in Walnut, Illinois, January 26th, I just talked about Rediger Auction Service. So I 
after the auction and the TV show episodes came out, I posted, you know, the videos of the episodes and talked about how strong the sale was. And I got a note from a guy on LinkedIn, one of my uh, connections, Jeremiah Fairbanks. And Jeremiah works for Morton Buildings. He's the general manager of repair and renovation business for Morton Buildings. He just reached out and said, hey, uh, that, was, that was a great auction. Thanks for posting that. Said he kind of grew up there, Wynette, Illinois, right in that area, and, and knew the Redigers very well, Rick and Judy, Jeremy, uh, kind of grew up with, with Jeremy. And then we just got chatting, and I, I was intrigued by Jeremiah's notes, seeing that he was the general manager of repair and renovation business for Morton Buildings. Of course, we all know Morton Buildings, a fantastic company, uh, actually 120 years old now. They go back to 1903. Since 1922, Mystic Lubricants has been providing superior performance and protection for farmers who demand the most out of their equipment. Today, Mystic continues to develop products in real-world conditions that are specially formulated to meet the unique demands of your specialized machines. They provide advanced protection for engine longevity and are the choice of people who make a living working the land. Learn more about Mystic products at mysticlubes.com. That's M-Y-S-T-I-K lubes.com. All right, folks, time to welcome in our guest to this uh, episode of the Machine Repeat Podcast. This is uh, Jeremiah Fairbanks. With uh, He's the general manager of repair and renovation business at Morton Buildings. Jeremiah, thanks for uh, joining me. Thanks for, thanks for having me. Glad, glad to have a chance to talk. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate uh, you reaching out on LinkedIn after the uh, auction we filmed for our TV show. Uh, I understand back sort of in the area where you grew up. Uh, I think the auction was in Walnut, Illinois, back in January. But uh, you grew up, is it Wynette? Is that where you're from, yep, yep. Jeremiah? Born, born and raised in, in Wynette, farm community, about uh, 15 minutes south of Walnut. Okay. That was the, uh, I think that was the second auction that I'd filmed in Walnut. And I can't, Walnut's not that big, is it? I mean, not at all, but it's the hub. I went to a high school that was consolidated in, in uh, the schools and Walnut's usually the, okay. the hub where, where things happen and uh, a, lot, a lot of farm, a lot of ag up there. I remember I'd been there uh, filming a YouTube video. It was December of 09, right before Christmas. And when I rolled back into town this January to film, I, I remembered just a lot of good memories and, the auction company that day was uh, Rediger Auction Service, Rick and Judy uh, and, Jer and Jeremy, of course, uh, great folks. I've known them for many years. They've been super helpful to me over the years. Um, and I understand you you kind of go way back with the Redigers there. Yeah, great, great people. I'm I, I, not exaggerating. I've, I've known them my whole life. They've uh, been great family friends to, to my dad and, uh, you know, Rick and Judy with they, when they lived outside of we knew them and now that they've moved the uh, uh auctioning back into to Wynette, we're close with them and then jeremy and i went to school together so uh, i've known the redigers for a long long time wow that's very cool and again thank you for reaching out on linkedin we started chatting a little bit and i, I boy i was just struck by your title jeremiah of course i love morton buildings an iconic company uh um but your title, General Manager of Repairs and Renovation Business uh, with Morton Billings, can you, uh, can you tell us about that a little bit? First off, uh, how long has that been sort of a division uh, with Morton it's, Billings? 
it's been about six years. We, we put it on trial about 10 years ago, and it's been stood up uh, about the last six years. So we, when you call Morton Buildings for, for repair, you, you know, there's there's a couple different ways. There, there's two models that we serve the repair uh, in, in our uh, you know less mature areas. It's the same route that you would get a building. We You call in, you get a quote. Uh, the sales consultant comes out and then the, the crew builds it. Well, the other model, which we're growing, is what we call our dedicated model. And that's where we have dedicated salesperson and a dedicated crew that all they do is service. Uh, all they do is service buildings. It's primarily in, in the Midwest, uh, uh, Northern Plains, and the East, and growing into the Southern Plains. But we always say a well-used building takes a beating. And these these areas... Uh, that are mature, uh, you, you know, there's a lot of service needs uh, in in those areas. So that's why we're growing this dedicated model. So uh, when customers need a repair or renovation, they don't have to get in line behind the new construction schedule. We can we can move them right to the to the repair and renovation schedule with dedicated sales and dedicated crew capacity. Yeah. So when you talk dedicated, uh, you know, crews and dedicated salespeople on the repair and renovation side. Um, and you're growing this out aggressively, Jeremiah. Like, well, how many? Obviously, Morton Buildings. Your footprint is huge across, you know, the country. Um, but how many? I don't know. I don't know what the right term would be. Pods, or you know, these dedicated folks. How many sites do you have? So Morton Buildings has a hundred total sites. We would call construction centers. Uh, two and a half years ago, when I started uh, the repair and renovation in, in this role as general manager, we had about 30 uh, dedicated areas. Uh, we're, we're approaching 40 now. So we, we have 40. So call it 40% of our construction centers have this dedicated. Some even have two. Uh, uh, Morton, Illinois, uh, Tiffin, Iowa, there's so much of an installed base. We have two sales consultants and two mm-hmm. construction crews. Okay. Uh, so, so there's probably 45 crews and, uh, call it 40 construction centers that have this dedicated business model. Okay. And I noticed on the Morton buildings website, which is just mortonbuildings.com, I believe, um, right on the top. I mean, you guys, are, you, you know, have a tab there, renovation, repair and renovation. So right up front with, uh, you know, not just selling new buildings and structures that folks need, uh, not just an egg, but of course all sectors. But uh, it, it looks to me like Morton Buildings, you guys are very committed to, uh, you know, I would say servicing or updating, repairing as needed uh, existing Morton structures. Yeah, it's, it, you know, over our you know, long history at Morton Buildings, we've, we've, our installed base of a number of buildings out there's just our own is about a hundred thousand, mm-hmm. uh, if, if not a little bit more. So, uh, we, we just have, uh, really, we, we saw a need in the, uh, to, to serve our customers and, uh, we get, you know, <laughs> 10, 12,000 leads a year on, on repair and renovation. And it's not wow. just, uh, it's not just Morton either. Uh, probably 20% of that is on non-Morton buildings. Oh, okay. And in some, some areas as high as 40, where, uh, we'll, we'll go and we'll repair, not all, but what, what we can do on, on a non-Morton structure. So sure. if it's, if it's a wood truss and it's a wood column, we could usually do the repair on it. We avoid steel buildings, but, uh, uh, so we also get a good uh, amount of demand. So once we knew the demands there, we we knew that we could, being industry leaders, could serve this. Uh, so we take repair and renovation very serious. Hmm. Well, I love that. That's uh, yeah, that's born out of listening to your customers, which I you know is the right way to grow business. And uh, obviously, Morton Billings uh, was fascinating. I mean, I, I sort of 
kind of had an idea in my head of the history. I knew it was a very deep history, but gosh, you guys, uh, 120 years this year, Jeremiah, back to 1903. Can you kind of give us the little walkthrough on how Morton? Yeah, 1903. The, the, yeah, no problem. Uh, uh, we take our history very seriously. I think everybody, you know, you've been around Morton long enough. You 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 know the story. Uh, 1903. It was the Interlocking Fence Company, so they made. Uh, you know, barbed wire fence, and uh, that was the Getz family that had owned it then. And as you know, interlocking fencing became less and less demand with uh, hot fences and other technology, they merged their business into pole barns, Quonset huts, merged that in there. Uh, it started doing that, I believe. 50s, 60s, uh, did that uh, as a family-owned company all the way up until about uh, seven years ago. And uh, now uh, Morton is a full ESOP. So uh, the employees, myself, we're all owners, uh, 100% uh, now. The Getz family graciously uh, sold it to the employees. And uh, we're really indebted to Henry Getz, who, who made that decision. And uh, so now we're 100% family or uh, employee-owned. And uh, we have an ESOP and it's a great company to work for. And, uh, you know, long history, uh, very, very stable company. Wow. I love that. An employee owned uh, those ESOP plans. Very powerful. Uh, what was the, walk me back then six, seven years ago when that became reality, Jeremiah, uh, what was the vibe like with yourself and the other Morton Buildings employees? That must've been pretty darn exciting. Yeah, it was. And, you know, we do annually uh, um, ESOP. I think it's October is ESOP month. We celebrate it every year uh, because it's a big deal for for companies to to have their companies. And you feel vested. It's it's funny we walk around our plants and people are picking up straps or screws because hey, I'm an owner. Uh, uh, you know, they treat it and it does have a vibe that you, you know you really are an owner. We have you know we all get stock. Um, you know, annually, we, we care what our, our project, our um, company performance is because we all have uh, a vested interest in it. Well, that's awesome. And, and while we're on the topic of, uh, you know, Morton Buildings employees, um, just curious, are you guys in this environment with such uh, a challenge to find workers? How, how are you guys sitting with Morton there? Are you actively looking for more folks? Absolutely. You know, not only in our growing yeah, I said we're growing in the Southern Plains. We're we're looking for new uh, crews, but uh, in our established areas too. You know, the business is good, uh, demand is strong, and uh, you know it's it's mostly on the construction side. Uh, and we've we've working on career paths, but uh, you know, crew people uh, always looking for for people who want to get into that trip. Um, and and we're very 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 really good. Uh, and, and it's either whether it's repair or new construction. We have an entry program. We have uh, where we can get people trained uh, to, to get their CDLs to drive and then push them to being a foreman and be a leader. Lots of opportunities. Uh, actually, the, uh, I started out construction estimating and moved up uh, uh, through this to this role, but a lot of the managers on the repair side they started out in the crews mm. uh, because what greater manager on the repair side to have somebody that's built it inside and out? So right. uh, you know some of our senior leaders in the repair business they were all foremen at one time. So that's awesome. Uh, re- lots of opportunity for the construction trade, and we're looking to hire. So if listeners out there, you know they they all know Morton Buildings appreciate what you guys stand for. Uh, if folks might be interested in opportunities with Morton, what do you suggest, Jeremiah? 
would they go to your website or what, where would they go? Yeah, go to our website and there's a careers tab. You can find it there and search by state uh, or uh, Indeed. Uh, if you go Indeed and, and type in construction worker or Morton Buildings, uh, you'll you'll get a lot of uh, opportunities. They'll pop up in all of our areas. Okay, very cool, folks. And again, the website is MortonBuildings.com. Check it out. Fantastic company. The employees, owners, as, as Jeremiah said, with that ESOP plan, that's very, very cool. And now let's walk this back a little bit, Jeremiah. Your history with Morton Buildings, does it go back? Is, you're coming up, you're chasing 20 years there, I understand. Yeah, yeah. 17 uh, in September, it'll be 18. Uh, it was construction management. My my dad, you know, from Wynette, Illinois, he worked construction and I knew I wanted to get into construction. Uh, I just didn't know if I wanted to to get into the to the bridge construction or labor side of it. So I did what I thought was the best of both worlds and went to uh, college for construction management, uh, got out of school and went straight to Morton Buildings. It was my first job. Uh, I was doing construction estimating. So bill of materials, uh, contracts, subcontracts, uh, aligning the projects from the corporate office. Uh, uh, that's supporting roofs when they went out. So I knew everything there was uh, about how the buildings come together hmm. uh, uh, down to the screw. So uh, that has also helped me in the repair business uh, as it uh, it's a good, uh, you know, to know what's needed and what's what's been built over the years. And then did that for uh, all the way up until our custom, our very complex buildings. For Did that for about seven years. Then I went back to school uh, uh, for a business degree uh, to, to push my career along. So then during that, I did some analysis roles where, um, marketing data, uh, learning about the, uh, post-frame business in general. And then when I graduated from that, I moved into a, a leadership role in our design group. So our, our more basic buildings, uh, what we call our, uh, our, our express buildings, the, 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 the sheds, the, the post frame buildings and some warehouses and got a good handle on that for, for some leadership. And then these last two years, I moved into, uh, the repair and renovation general manager as our then CEO was leading it and moved it out and needed some dedicated leadership. So. I stepped in and uh, I've been doing that ever since and, and love it. Wow. That's uh yeah. I love that from the ground up learning the business. And yeah, like you said, that I would guess that must just have tremendous upside for you advantage uh, having, having, you know, kind of worked through every angle of the business. Um, now when you two, three years ago, when you kind of took over GM of the repair and renovation business, what, uh, what was your mindset when you made the switch internally there, Jeremiah? Uh, ask questions, really learn it. Uh, Cause even though I've been at Morton buildings, a lot of repair and renovations, it's a, it's a very different model. And uh, so I, I just learned, spent the first learning it and then just realized what, once I got a handle on what the business was, you know, grow it. Uh, you know, we had some established areas uh, already, but just now, now it's, it's growing. This is good for customers. It's good for more buildings. And, you know, how do we, systematically grow this model across the country. And, and that's, that's what I've been working on. That's my every day uh, when I wake up and, and, and say, Hey, this, how do, how do we grow this? How do we get this in front of more customers? Mm. Well, as I was looking at your website again, uh, mortonbuildings.com and, and just kind of poking around under the, the uh, repair and renovation uh, section, uh, really good information there, in-depth uh, examples. Uh, and if you explain Kind of nut it down. The uh, I understand, Jeremiah. You kind of have three broad reasons, or I don't know what you'd call them. Three 
paths. Uh, folks maybe need the repair or renovation uh, opportunities with Morton. Can you walk us through those? Absolutely. We, for the most part, we find three reasons where people would renovate or repair. Uh, the, the first one is you have to. Uh, there's some sort of damage. Uh, we, we always say our ag seg- segment is the hardest on their buildings. You know, uh, from from UPS drivers to 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 the farmer's son, uh, we see backed in the building about 10, 15, 30 times a year. Uh, so those need to be fixed. Uh, hail damage. Uh, we, we become experts in in in, uh, in hail damage. Uh, I think Iowa's the new uh, tornado alley uh, these last few years. So a lot of a lot of work there. And in, in, in hard driving hail and rain can penetrate and start to leak. So we want to be responsive to that uh, um, and any other type of storm storm damage or or, or self inflicted damage. The second one is a value option. Some sometimes. You know, uh, somebody's just not ready to build new, uh, but they need to do some upgrades or updates to their to their building. Uh, it, it's it could be an extension, could be addition of a of a porch, uh, could be adding some square footage uh, with a lean to or or a connection. Uh, just not ready to build new, and it and it uh, it's a better value for them at that time while they wait uh, while they wait to build that next new building. Um, kind of a bridge. And then the last one is an emotional attachment. We see this quite a bit, um, um, where there's an old, an old structure that was grandpa's building. It's been around for 30 years. Uh, don't want to tear it down, but it's lost its functionality. Uh, we can come back in there and 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 fix that, give it back its functionality. At the bottom of that web page, you'll see a, a fix fix rotten post. Posts we don't use anymore. They're a six by six post. They they rot out after thirty years. We just had a a, a project where the customer uh, came in and paid Morton to fix twenty posts because it was Grandpa's barn. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of people might have uh, just walked away from it, but it was Grandpa's barn. It's good as new. It's going to last them another thirty years. Uh, so so that emotional attachment is is another thing we find out. It's a third uh, repair renovation reason that wow. we see. That is really interesting. That. You know, when I looked again, when we got connected on LinkedIn, Jeremiah, and I saw the, uh, you know, the renovation aspect of your title, I, I was wondering about this piece because obviously on the machinery side, uh, we drift into the emotional connection uh, almost on a daily basis. Farmers and their, you know, their tractors and it, even if they're run down, well, that was my, that's my grandpa's tractor. This is a part of our farm. So extending that to the buildings is really interesting. Um what type of feedback do you get when folks reach out to you and there's kind of that, yeah, this is grandpa's and we, we don't just want to tear it down. We want to bring it back to life a little bit. You guys do your thing. What kind of feedback do you get? I, I honestly, one of the, that is one of the things that I was uh, um, not taken aback, but just surprised at in this new role. I probably get a handwritten letter from a happy customer uh, uh, probably once a month of, of, Hey, nobody else called me back or, we got we were able to keep this in the family or i i'm so surprised about how um you know about how the this transformation and don't, don't get me wrong we're in construction you know not every letter is is super you know roses and you know we do have our challenges like everybody else in construction but i, I i'm not exaggerating with about about once a month we get a letter from a customer thanking us for being able to to keep that uh uh, that building or that structure in the family or to fix it or just because, you know, when it comes down to us, it says repairs and renovation, but it's service. Uh, we're servicing a building uh, uh, and and that that is, you know, 
generally, for the most part, really appreciated by our customers. Handwritten notes, man, I, you know, in my field, uh, we're watching the auction business change going to online and it's, it's all fantastic. You know, you bring more bidders and buyers together. It's, it's cool and we understand it, but uh, the personal connection, a handwritten note, uh, if you're getting one a month, boy, that is sure sign to me that uh, you guys are onto something powerful here, Jeremiah. That's, uh, that's, that means a lot when someone writes you a note like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, uh, again, I, I'm, I'm struck by, you know, so many corporations these days, whatever it is you're selling, it seems to me like the modern way is it's, it's kind of not talked about so much, but it's like, okay, we're going to sell you this new thing, whether it's, you know, Apple might be the, the leading uh, proponent of it, that model of we'll sell you this new watch or this new uh, product. And then when it, you just kind of have to buy a new one. And, you know, you guys have been around 120 years, but you're not, you're not leaving out your valued customers who help make Morton buildings along the way. So you're right out front. I love that right on the website. Hey, repairs and renovations. I think that's just fantastic. Do you, do you get feedback from your ag customers that, Hey, thank you for being there to fix up our place. Yeah, I think that's a lot of why we have this this second model. And like I said, it's it's not everywhere. Some of our areas don't have a dedicated mile because they're they're less mature. There's plenty of capacity to there to serve it. But we found in our mature areas there there there's there was such capacity, such demand that we needed additional capacity. And that's that's listening to our customers. That's that's exactly what you were saying. Where where you know, hey, I I I I have this dent, I have this damage. You, you know, um, it, some some farms are extremely clean cut. And if there's a piece of trim that was ripped off or, you know, even, even our, our, our M sign or, uh, you know, a door roller, we're out there adjusting those all the time uh, because that's service. Cause we know, you know, a lot of, a lot of our customers, especially in the ag world are repeat customers. Right. And uh, you, you know, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're the industry leader in, in ag buildings. I mean, in, uh, uh, you know, pole barns, but uh, we, we also comes that comes with a, a, a you know a, an expectation of service, and so it was it was really listening and, and why we got this model to make sure we were serving our customers. Well, any business that follows listening as a model, I'm a big fan of. You know, God gave us two ears and one mouth, so that's uh, the right long term approach in my book. So hats off to what you guys are doing there with Morton Billings, Jeremiah. I think it's fantastic. Just a couple, uh, maybe a little offbeat questions. Uh, just curious. Um, you know, everything's getting bigger, bigger, bigger these days, obviously machinery, um, over the, you know, you've got, you know, again, chasing 20 years with more buildings there, uh, from a trend perspective, uh, what would you say you've seen over the years, Jeremiah, I, I suppose just larger buildings, or would you say people, I mean, spending more on the buildings to get them specked out just right. Any what trends are yeah, you seeing? Yeah, larger buildings. We now Morton Buildings now has a hybrid building because uh, we're, we're wood, wood structures, so we can go up to 150 wide. Uh, um, so, so that's been one of the ones that we've seen customers. You know, we always tell customers you can make buildings longer with a repair and renovation, but you can't make it wider. 
because here that if you want clear span, you can't go wider. We have seen uh, another trend in in our business that we see is the sliding door is not dead. Uh, I think uh, for for a while the sliding door was you know it doesn't have uh, a push button you can open it. Uh, it doesn't have uh, you know you have to get out of the tractor to to open it. Uh, what we've seen is uh, um, customers really want that headroom though because with an overhead door to get those tracks in there, you got to lose about two feet of headroom. Mm. But when you do the big sliding doors for this big equipment, uh, you get all of that headroom. Uh, so, so in, in repairs, we're, we're one of our biggest products is putting on new sliding doors, uh, where there was an overhead door. So we could get another two feet of height hmm. out of that. So it's, it's really what the customer wants. Do they want more height, the convenience of the button? But that has been one thing that I've seen in the last year as a trend is, is a trend kind of pushed back towards the sliding door, uh, um, well, probably if, if uh, remembering back to when you were a little guy, maybe going to some Rediger auctions over the years, that the equipment wasn't as big back then, was it? Uh, yeah. Uh, now you get, uh, in fact, that sale in Walnut, Illinois, we filmed, I think the guy, he was in the seed business. He had a, two or three Haggy sprayers, just massive STS 12s and 16s. And I mean, that's, but that's not going to fit in Grandpa Shed, is it? No, not at all. And that's, that's where we see this, where sliders, the big aluminum sliding doors, you can go up to 40 feet wide, 20 feet tall. And, and it has evolved back towards the size of the equipment. That's the question. Can I, can I get my combine in? Well, yes. Well, can I get it with the auger out or, you know, just with the head on, uh, right. you know, so, so that is where we've seen that shift with larger equipment to larger openings. Okay, now just a question, Jeremiah. We're obviously, I mean, the pandemic was started a little over three years ago. Obviously, you know, we'll all look back at, the, at that period and, and hopefully we're through it now. But, uh, uh, you know, with uh, supply issues worldwide, materials and stuff, what was that like for Morton Buildings? Uh, and where, are you, where do you stand now in terms of, you know, product availability and people who want structures? And, and you know, uh, can you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, we weren't without our challenges like everybody else. Uh, it's just nice with our scale. We could spread it around to reduce the impact. Uh, we had a few um, instances last year where uh, we had to reserve some of our steel colors uh, for only uh, new construction repairs. We just couldn't sell it to third parties. Hmm. We never ran out. We just had to you know, make sure we monitored it. But we do a really, really good job, our team and our, and our procurement, uh, you know, letting us know what's coming down. Uh, so we, we really, it's not that we weren't without issue. We just have the visibility to, to limit the impact. So we, we really haven't seen a whole lot of challenges, um, with, with that. I think paint stands out as one, but it, it really hasn't impacted us too much, uh, at, at all. And, um, you know, we have the highest quality paint and the longest, one of the longest warranties in, in the business. So, um, you know, I think that that supply wasn't really impacted as much as uh, some of the other oh. things. But you were talking uh, warranty on your paint? Yeah. Paint warranty. Yes, our, our paint warranty, it's a, we have a, a it's fluorocarbon par, I can't even pronounce it, but it, uh, uh, it's, uh, you, you know, it stands up to the sun. So we've got 35 years and that's where we come in. We have a 35 year paint warranty on uh, fading and caking. If you ever brushed wow. against a building and brushed against a building and your shirts, uh, you know, it picks up the color of the building. We, uh, our, our standard steel, uh, is, uh, 35 years from uh, fading in and caking. Well, that is standing behind your product. My goodness. A 35 year warranty. That is outstanding. <laughs> that, uh, 
<laughs> and it's interesting about you mentioned your scale helping you guys through the pandemic and uh, in terms of uh, supplies and such. Uh, yeah, tremendous advantages uh, uh, with what you guys have built out there going back over 120 years. Uh, was one thing I was curious about uh, on now strictly on the equipment side, which I tend to focus on. We were seeing such supply issues of new equipment being pinched manufacturers, you know, Farmers been pretty good years the last few years and maybe wanted to buy a new tractor, planter, sprayer, whatever. But, you know, manufacturers were on a, you know, quota. They only had so many of them. And I've noticed over the years, the last 20 years, come year end with uh, farmer mentality to buy equipment, newer used to help offset tax bite. And it was tough to get equipment the last two end of years. I wondered in my head, it's like, I wonder if more of this business, uh, were dollars being deflected from buying equipment into investing in their buildings or am I off base that that maybe could have been a thing? Yeah, I, I think we've, we've been pretty steady as far as our, our growth in, in new buildings. It's been up and down. Ag was a, a big segment for us last year, though. I can't I can say that. We, we did see an increase in our ag segment last year. Uh, and, and it's been strong this year as well. Uh, is that tiered to the the grain prices uh, versus some other uh, you know market condition? It's probably more to the to the, the amount of cash on hand, sure. uh, opposed to the availability. Our our constraint on backlogs and availability is really crew capacity. You know, it's it's not material supply. Um, you, you know, if, if we have a long backlog in one office versus the other, if they say you know six months versus three months, it's purely due to our our crew construction capacity. That's mm -hmm. been our constrained resource, just you like everybody else, but uh, you, you know, some of the areas, if, if, if it's a longer lead time to get a product, it's not because of the materials it's due to our ability to build it. Okay. So that's getting into what we, uh, you know, see all across last 18 months or so or more, but just the, the severe shortage of, uh, you know, tradespeople um, and getting into the building industry uh, is Morton, um, I'm starting to see things on the farm equipment side where dealers reaching down into the high schools and, uh, you know, being very proactive, working with talented young kids, helping them into, into college and then into their internship programs as a tech with the dealerships. Has Morton, have you guys had to do anything like that or is that? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Any, any, any thing we can do to to get a uh, you know it's a student out of school i think skills usa is one i, I know we've done uh, like many of the other companies where they do a signing day with high schoolers like a sport we do a signing day come work with important buildings awesome. all, all trying to do that we, we're doing an internship program now where uh you know college students or high school students can come work just for the summer which, and that's a win-win for, for Morton too, because our, our peak demand is in the summer when the weather's sure. nice to build that. So then if we can add a little bit of flexible capacity that goes back, they get an experience, mm. get to try it out. So uh, things like that, you know, you know, skills events, internships, working with junior colleges are all the things that we're, we're doing to, to just get our, our business and our name out there. Because it's a great company to work for. It's just right. getting that awareness uh, right. and, and the trades. Right. So on the internship angle, if, if again, if any of our listeners or parents might be listening and are grandparents and have a granddaughter or a grandson or a son that their daughter might be interested uh, in an internship opportunity with Morton Buildings, uh, how should they, again, just through the website or how should they reach out, Jeremiah? 
yeah, go, go through the website uh, and uh, there's there's postings out there. Or the uh, another way, if, if you have a local area on the website, you can see locations and there's an office there and you can call that that phone number there. And that local office will have information about uh, if a job's not posted uh, specifically or it's coming around on the next cycle, uh, that person would be able to answer any questions from that phone number uh, of, of opportunities that might be coming up. Okay. Awesome. Again, the website folks is mortonbuildings.com. You've all been out there, but check it out. And uh, again, great tab right on the front repairs and renovations. And now Jeremiah, as we wind up here, uh, you know, you've got uh, 17 years in with Morton buildings and three, two and a half, three years as, as GM of repair and renovations. Where do you hope let's, let's go five, 10 years down the road from now. Where do you hope the repair and renovation aspect of Morton Buildings is uh, is at? You know, I'd mentioned that we were about thirty percent of our construction centers were were installed a couple of years ago. When we started this, and we're, we're we're close to that forty forty five. Uh, you know, in about five years, I'd like to see sixty sixty percent. Uh, of our established area with a plan to grow it even further. Maybe someday uh, every construction center has a service uh, where we're growing out West, uh, you know, Oregon, those, those offices are going to take some time to build up a, a backlog of installed base, but in our established area, uh, you know, my goal would be to have uh, any of our bigger offices, each one to have a dedicated repair crew and a dedicated repair and renovation sales consultant. Well, that is awesome. Now, going forward, Jeremiah, I'll, I'll have one ask here of you. As you, uh, these handwritten notes you're getting from people, as you do some of these repair and renovation uh, jobs on the farm, uh, think of me down the road. And when you get one of those that makes you smile, uh, send me kind of the before and after pics. Because uh, that I, I found before and after pics, whether it's a tractor restoration or uh, anything on the farm, they're very powerful. Um, I'm sure you guys out on social media, you're, you're probably already doing that, but I, I would just love to see some of that uh, before and after of you guys doing your thing. Yeah. That is the number one uh, clicked uh, option on our website is the before and after that we have at the beginning. That is the number one trafficked uh, part of our, because everyone would like to see those transformations. Right. Uh, we, we, we do a project spotlight on uh, internally that you know, get our crews and our sales team excited because they take something that someone was going to discard and turn it into treasure. So absolutely, I'll I'll share those because they are powerful. And 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 along the lines of those handwritten notes, and this makes me think again, getting into the what I've been doing with machinery. Uh, on the one hand, people tend to think of okay, it's a tractor for sale. Just what's it worth? Which is is valid, but you know, I'm always interested in, in talking to the seller about their tractor. Uh, hey, Joe, tell me about your John Deere D. Um, and I'm a data-based mindset. So I watch what that tractor sells for when it just sells and when it sells with a little personal element to it. And uh, I think what you guys are doing, I'm a, again, huge fan of your Morton Buildings taking you know thought and resources and assets and devoting to helping Morton customers update and renovate their buildings. Get some of those uh, happy customers in voice on camera, just like, Joe, how do you feel about your renovated grandpa's shop? Because that, that's gold. Uh, and again, as proof, you guys are on the right path. It's awesome. So, um, Jeremiah, thank you for sharing uh, 
the info on our the repair and renovation business with Morton Buildings. It's been fascinating. And uh, uh, again, one last opportunity I'll give you to talk about and people out there listening about what it's like to work for Morton Buildings and and uh, what's at the heart of the company. I think you, you mentioned it, uh, earlier, we're, we're always listening. Uh, the way we want to get better is listening. We have a huge installed base. We're listening to our employees. We listen to our customers uh, to, to make the experience better. Um, and, and for repairs, it's we, 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 we're skilled at extending the useful life of, of a building. And uh, uh, we're, we're always working hard to, to make the experience better and the process better. And uh, Morton's the right company to do it. Well, Jeremiah, Jeremiah Fairbanks, uh, thank you for the conversation and uh, hats off to you folks, you owners of Morton Buildings, 120 years, uh, building great structures and helping farmers be better. So again, thank you for the conversation, Jeremiah. I appreciate it. You have a good one. Well, folks, I hope you enjoyed that chat with Jeremy Fairbanks, General Manager of Repair and Renovation Business with Morton Buildings. Uh, I tell you what, that to me was fascinating. Uh, Again, Morton Buildings, an incredible company with roots in the Midwest here in Morton, Illinois, going back to 1903, what they've built. Uh, and now hearing Jeremy talk the last you know, what, six, seven years ago, transitioning from the Getz family into an employee-owned company uh, through the ESOP plan. Uh, you know, I'm such a fan of that. And uh, you can tell the pride in Jeremy's voice speaking for other Morton employees that they take in being a part owner of the company, such an iconic company. Uh, so hats off to Morton for that. But uh, to me, what intrigued me about this from the start was, again, seeing Jeremy's title, GM of Repair and Renovations, because you know we all know this, we live in an age where corporations, uh, they tend to wanna sell us stuff and then sell us more new stuff. And if it breaks or whatever, you know, it, they just, you know, it's like the Apple business model with the, uh, you know, the iPhones, whatever, uh, or iTunes and all that stuff. You know, we'll, we'll keep innovating and sell you new stuff. But then for a company like Morton to be so upfront with, you know, the fact that we're here to support customers from back along our history. I, I find that awesome because it, it's, to me, it swims against the current trend. And I, I personally, I just think it's good business. Um, so I wanna thank Jeremy for sharing the, uh, the ins and outs with the repair and renovation side with Morton Buildings. I think it's, it's brilliant. And when Jeremy spoke about getting handwritten letters from people, satisfied customers, where they went in and, you know, maybe it was a grandpa's uh, machine shed that Morton had put up, you know, decades ago. It, but it meant something. It continues to mean something to that farm family. They didn't want to just knock it down. They wanted to, you know, they wanted to renovate it. And I, I think that is just fantastic. And uh, Hats off to Morton for understanding that business opportunity and then devoting resources towards it. And you heard Jeremy talk about having, uh, you know, 40 dedicated uh, crews and sites and salespeople around the country and looking to actively grow that. So I just think that's great business, super smart. And again, uh, you know, 
New Morton Buildings was a fantastic company in what they've done and, you know, for a family to uh, build something like they did in the, in the Midwest, 120-year history, now employee-owned, just fantastic. So check out their website, folks. Again, it's mortonbuildings.com, and right on the top, you'll see it'll, it'll say Repair and Renovations. So check that out. If, if you're thinking some structures on your farm, you know, might need a little work, um, they obviously at a point of need, whether it's hail or whatever, they can handle that. Obviously, they've done that forever. But uh, like Jeremy said, the, the three reasons that people do repairs and renovations to their farm uh, buildings, that third one he talked about, the emotional attachment piece, uh, for Morton to understand that, because that is accurate. That is just spot-on accurate. So I think that is brilliant on their part. So check that out. And again, if, folks, if, if young people, if you're listening and you're looking for a dynamic career with a great company, wow, Morton Buildings, check them out, mortonbuildings.com. You heard Jeremy talk about pathways into, with internships, uh, you know, and they're actively looking for motivated folks. Um, so an opportunity to build a career with a company where you'd be part owner of the company through that ESOP plan, that is, that is fantastic. So check that out. And again, uh, Jeremy did mention, by the way, if you want more information on the farm show circuit uh, this summer, the big farm shows, of course, Farm Progress coming up in uh, Decatur, end of August, and uh, some of the other big farm shows. Uh, Morton Buildings, of course, always has a presence. And I believe that Jeremy said they have a kiosk right in there. You know, they usually have an awesome uh, exhibit. They'll have a kiosk dedicated to the uh, repair and renovation. So you can kind of you know, see the before and after pics of what is possible, um, again, to to kind of uh, make new that structure on your, uh, on your farm. And I'll just wrap up, folks, by saying, you know, I've been compiling auction prices for 33 and a half years now. Um, I thank you for your support along the way. But one of the absolute truths that I've learned and that our data from the 1100 plus auction companies like Rediger Auction Service we've been compiling all these years, one of the truths that just screams from the data is when you take the best care of your equipment, it, it pays. It just pays when it comes time to sell at auction or when it comes time to trade your equipment. So, and of course, I've seen firsthand smart farmers all across North America understand this truth and our data screams it. So when you talk about, uh, you know, your machine sheds, shedding your equipment, um, you know, I remember before the internet going out when I would go to auctions and pull up and I could always tell within about 30 seconds, it seemed like when you'd walk onto the farmyard, you could tell how the sale was gonna be just from that first impression, not knowing the people, just here I machine repeat, I just showed up to cover your auction right down the prices. But when everything was kind of neat as a pin and you poked into that machine shed and it's like, whoa, this thing is, I mean, these guys, they're on it. They take care of their stuff. And guess what happens? Every single freaking time is that the sale prices on those auctions bring a premium. They always have and they always will. So when you think about long-term caring for your equipment and the, the quality of the structures, uh, <laughs> I actually see upside in this, and just a little tip here, but if you're down the road, if you're ever trying to sell something privately, 
or if you're having an auction, as you, you know, you can't have too many pictures about a piece of equipment or whatever. But really, you should, if you have a beautiful farm shop, you take pictures of it. And take pictures of maybe that tractor you're selling or the combine or the sprayer or the planter. Like, right outside the shop and frame up the shop in the picture. Because when people are looking, oh, hey, there's John Deere 82, 85R with 1,500 hours. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, well, as they look through those pictures, subliminally, you're going to be messaging to them, look at that shop in the background. Look at the, wow. And it, does it sound stupid? Yep. But I'm telling you, it makes a difference and it makes your equipment worth more money. So that's what I, you know, love about Morton Buildings, what they're, what they're doing. And I just think it's brilliant, this division they have, the repair and renovation aspect of it. Uh, and again, check it out, mortonbuildings.com. So that'll do it for episode 57 of our Machine Repeat podcast. That's kind of a, uh, kind of a meaningful one for me because I'm 57 years old. So Hopefully it won't be another long period before I get you our next podcast. But thank you so much for giving us your time and listening, folks. And hey, remember, every day, even the tough days, every day is a gift and a blessing. So be thankful. 